0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the State of the Division podcast. This is the AL East. I am here with my host today, Clay Snowden. Buddy, what's going on? How are you today, man?
1: Not much, man. I'm digging the mustache. You got that? Thank you. uh, Dylan sees Spencer Strider look. I said Miles Teller from Top Gun. I'm digging it.
0: I, I don't care if anyone's giving you hate. I say keep it. I got a lot of pressure from my buddies. Had to put it on. Got rid of the beard for a little bit, but we'll be back in like two weeks. I also have the... All rise, Aaron Judge button down, if you guys can see this on YouTube today. Pretty sick stuff that I got in the mail today. And we're going to talk about Aaron Judge today. We're going to talk about the Yankees a lot today. But today, we have the All-Star Game kicking off on Tuesday night. What we're going to do today is we're going to run through every single All-Star that we have here. There is a ton from the AL East. They have five of the nine starters in the game. Maybe a starting pitcher as well. We will see. But I want to start this episode off, Clay, We got to talk about Matt Carpenter because this guy is an absolute freakazoid of a hitter. This man right now, 30 games, 360, 473, slugging 933 with 13 home runs, 31 RBIs, and a 282 WRC+. He has the highest OPS of all time by any player in their first 30 games. That is crazy. I heard that stat today on the Yankees broadcast, and it is insane. He's got a 1.406 OPS. He's one of four players in Yankees history with two seven RBI games in a season. And when I'm talking about four, I'm talking about Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, and Joe DiMaggio. That's pretty elite company when we're talking about Matt Carpenter here. His 13 home runs is the most by any Yankee in their first 30 games. I do want to propose a question because I love Matt Carpenter. We love the great story, right? And that's what the All-Star Game is all about. It's all about these great stories. These guys that are having crazy careers, right? We see Miguel Cabrera and uh, Albert Pujols are going to be in the All-Star Game on Tuesday, which is great because they've had great careers. But with Matt Carpenter, he's only played 30 games. He has very limited amount of plate appearances. Should Matt Carpenter be in the All-Star Game play?
1: I don't know if he should but these numbers I mean it's the sample size that kills it now my thing with Matt Carpenter is being a Reds fan I watched him with the Cardinals forever and I freaking hated that guy um just because of how pestering he was and how damn good he was he went to Texas at the beginning of, of this season and a lot of people forget that he was like in their triple a and round rock got cut signed on to the Yankees I thought it was just another like, oh, my God, dude, here's a washed up guy going to the Yankees. Like he's going to provide nothing. Instead, here's this elite power bat. And every single time he hits a home run, I've told myself like this isn't going to keep up. No way. No way. Well, it's gotten to the point where I can't do that, Sam. I'm looking like the clown now. Matt Carpenter is absolutely phenomenal. It's a fun story no matter how you paint it. I love it. Good for the Yankees on giving him an, uh, another
0: chance and good for Matt Carpenter saying, yeah, I want that short por- porch, right? He was the, ol- they were the only team that offered him a contract. Not a single other team wanted to offer him a contract, but the Yankees gave Matt Carpenter a contract. He's on this legendary run and it's really solved some of the holes that they had. And I don't expect Matt Carpenter to continue to go on this crazy run, right? He's not going to have a 1.4 not OPS for the rest of the yeah. season, but with, Gallo's struggles and this lack of offensive production that they've gotten from him. Carpenter's kind of filled in pretty much everywhere. He played first, he played third, he played left field. So he's filled a lot of voids for this Yankee team where they had holes. And it's been awesome to see. And it's been such a great story. And I love Matt Carpenter. Might be part of the reason why I have this, I'm going to call it a gorgeous mustache on my face right now, but we'll leave that as it is. But yeah, Matt Carpenter, hell of a story, man. I'm on the all-star train. He should be in the all-star game, but he's got, I think he's, it's like 120 PAs or something like that. So.
1: Yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess we need to talk about the all-stars from the ALE. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Sam, to get us started.
0: So Aaron judge unanimously voted in. He's got a 181 WRC+. Plus. He's on my shirt right now. He's got 33 home runs. He hit two last night against Boston. 70 RBIs, slashed a 281, 360, 618. Still on that MVP track. We saw him kind of tail off just a little bit in the past couple of weeks. But the two home runs with in last night's game definitely put him back in that race fully. Love Aaron Judge. Got to pay the man. He's been one of the best players in baseball this year. You Unanimously voted in, as I said. Clay. How much money should the Yankees give this guy?
1: As As much as it takes is what I'll say. Um, I have no idea if they will. You were closer to that situation than me. I don't know if they will or if they won't, but hey, listen, he's a lovable guy. How often do other teams' fans really enjoy a Yankees player who's good, right? That just doesn't happen. I feel like most people like Aaron Judge. Um, Without him, I mean, that – outfield looking kind of bleak but i love aaron judge i say pay the man um if not it's it's going to be a really in, interesting and intriguing off season for aaron judge but um another all-star from the yankees john carlos stanton what do you think about stanton three or 237 319 516 124 wrc plus 24 home runs and 61 rbis power bat power back takes advantage of the field he plays in um doesn't offer much you know defense or anything more of the dh slash outfielder at times but staton's one of those guys man i'm not gonna lie last year i was kind of worried about staton and if he would be able to put up the numbers that he's putting up this season and i'll tell you what man he's he's shown me wrong for sure
0: yeah, last year was his first real year of health. I want to say he played about 135 games last year, yeah. which was good. He smacked 39 home runs, and he's yeah. been awesome this year. Uh, kind not super great like we're used to him seeing. He's only got a 319 OBP, but he's also mashed a ton of home runs. So it's Stanton. You know he's a power bat. and playing more in the outfield a lot, and that helps with his offensive production. And that's why he's going to start in the outfield instead of being at that DH spot where Shohei Otani is going to play in the Tuesday game. But listen, let's kick it to Toronto. They have one deserved starter here. The other one I don't think deserves it, but we still have to talk about both of them. Alejandro Kirk. Might be the best catcher in baseball right now, uh, Clay. 316, 397, 479, 149 WRC+, 10 home runs, and 35 RBIs. It's an interesting dynamic because at the beginning of the season, Danny Jansen was so good, and we saw kind of a platoon job with him and Kirk. Now they brought up Gabriel Moreno, who's really filling a void in like that DH spot, but even he's not going to play because Alejandro Kirk has been so good. He's been, pro- I, in my opinion, the best catcher in baseball. Um because the lack of defense that, you know, a guy like Wilson Gutierrez brings with the bat that Alejandro Kirk does, he's the best catcher in baseball right now. I don't, I don't really think there's too much of a debate.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's more than just a f- funny-looking baseball player. This guy's extremely talented, um, so talented, and they trust him so much that they sent M- Moreno back down to Triple A this week or over the past week. Um, he's unbelievable what he's been able to do, provide some pop in that lineup, but really he's just a pure hitter. He doesn't look like it. If I showed you a picture of his baseball card, you would probably laugh and say, this guy, no way. But he is just an absolute pure hitter. Now, the one other Toronto player that got in the starting lineup for the All-Star, you said you don't think he should be a starter. That's I Vlad don't. Guerrero Jr., 268, 344, 484, 130 WRC plus, 20 home runs, and 69 RBIs. Before I kick it over to you, Sam, I don't necessarily disagree. I think our expectations of Lad went sky high after the 2021 season he put up. And when you watch him, a lot of the times you see him swinging out of his shoes and driving the ball straight into the ground, ground out to shortstop. I understand where you're coming from, I won't even push back against you on that, but I want to hear what you have to say about Vlad.
0: So with Vlad, like you said, his expectations were sky high. I just think that there are other players in his position around him that have been better. We finally saw Ty France get on the roster literally today. We're recording this on Sunday. So he's finally on the roster, which is great to see. I think he should be starting this game, even though he missed a chunk of time. He missed like 10 to 15 games. I think he's he's played yeah. 80 games this season. So And his statistics have all been better than Vlad Guerrero Jr. Same thing with Luis Arias. He's a straight contact bat. Doesn't provide a lot of power, but he's had better statistics. Better statistics this year and even a guy like Jose Abreu who we will not see in this game has literally had a better season the only thing where Vlad Guerrero trumps him in is the home runs and the slugging percentage everything else across the board for Abreu is is great um and we won't even see him on Tuesday but Vlad he's still been awesome he's still a 130 WRC plus guy he still mashes the hell out of the ball and I guarantee you he's going to have a huge second half and I'm going to look like an idiot for saying what I'm saying right now uh, but let's move on to our next guy, Rafael Devers. I'm actually really ecstatic that this guy's starting the All-Star game because it's a weird toss-up between him and Jose Abreu for who was going to start this game. It could have been either one of these guys, but I, I for sure feel like that these Red Sox needed some love. I, I think that Xander Bogart should be the starting shortstop. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But Rafael Devers still hitting the cover off the ball, 327, 382, 606, 173 WS3+. 22 home runs and 55 RBIs. He's one of my favorite hitters in baseball to watch, Clay, just because he mashes the living hell out of the ball. And this guy, every time he faces one of the best pitchers in baseball, Garrett Cole, just seems to light him up, except for today where he was over through two strikeouts. But that's fine. But Rafael Diver is one of the most exciting bats in the game. They have to pay this guy 100%. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. He's still super young, too. Like, he's not – 29 and hitting his peak like i think he's like 24 25 something like that yeah his defense has improved a little bit it's not great but it's improving and i don't know if there's many players from the left side in the in the al that are better than him um he does a little bit of everything i love the player and i want to see him stay in boston i'm one of those guys who you know hometown or excuse me homegrown talent i typically like to pull for them to stay with the hometown team
0: yeah, I love Rafi D. I don't know why I'm a Yankees fan, diehard Yankees fan, but I love Rafi D. And I love watching Xander Bogarts play, and he's really fun, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. But let's move on to the reserves. We have Jose Trevino, who, listen, I love Trevino, and he's had a massive impact on this starting staff. I don't think that he should be here, though, unfortunately. Um I think Jonah Heim trumps him everywhere, but I do love Trevino. He's been awesome this year. He's been the best defensive catcher in baseball. He leads the league in catcher framing runs, so he's been awesome behind the dish. Slashing 251, only a 299 OBP with 347, 103 WRC+, seven home runs, 27 RBIs. The impact that Trevino has had on this starting pitching staff has been crazy just because of how great defensively he has been for this team, transitioning from Gary Sanchez, of all people, one of the worst defensive catchers in baseball. So, He's been awesome this year. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he should be here just because I think, you know, a guy like Jonah Heim has been better. Um, But, and he's tailed off a little bit in recent weeks. But, yeah, I love Trevino. He's an all-star reserve.
1: Yeah, he's been a fantastic piece for the Yankees. And when you watch him steal strikes with his framing, it's awesome. I agree. Not an all-star, though. The next guy on this list under the reserves, I'm baffled is an all-star Santiago Espinal, 271, 321, 393, 99 WRC plus six home runs and 37 RBIs. So listen, I'm a fan. I really am. I like him a lot. Um, he has shown that he can step up and fill a role more than just the utility guy that he was last season. However, like he, he had a really, really good stretch when everyone was picking him up in fantasy and he was looking like this awesome hitter He's really tailed off since then. Those numbers, um, you just don't, I mean, all of the other numbers that we see, no one else has a WRC plus under 100. And it just shows like it's a little bit of an inflated idea of the player he actually is, in my opinion. Um, I like the player, so I'm not going to complain too much, but it's, it's a little bit suspect.
0: Yeah, I also like Santiago Espinal. I've talked about it a ton of times. He kind of filled this like Kevin Biggio hole that they had. You know, they're playing Santiago Espinal every day instead of Kevin Biggio over at second base because Biggio has no idea what he's doing. But with Espinal, and it's going to sound like a homer thing, but I think it should be Gleber Torres because Gleber Torres with a 130 WRC plus and 8 DRS has Objectively, been better than Santiago Espinal this year, but you know he's an all-star and he was just thrown in. So he was thrown in because of the Jose Altuve injury at second base. So he's on the roster. I don't think he deserves it, and it's not as egregious as a guy like Bo Bichette being in here. We saw Bo Bichette get into that final. Uh, vote portion, but Bobichet is not on this roster, fortunately, because I don't think he deserved that at all. But, you know, Espinel is just kind of here. That's just what it is. But I want to move to one of my favorite guys in baseball just because he mashes and that's Xander Bogarts, man. Xander Bogarts, who, in my opinion, should be the starter here instead of Tim Anderson. Um, Xander Bogarts, 318, 391, 4, 456, 139 WRC+. plus. Only seven on runs and 54 RBIs, but this guy's been probably the best hitting shortstop in baseball and might, might be the best shortstop in baseball in 2022 just because of what he's been able to provide offensively for this Red Sox team. He's been great. He's another guy that, it, that has a contract that's going to expire at the end of the year, kind of the same thing with Aaron Judge. So Bogarts should be a starter, but he's on the bench, so that's good to see.
1: Yeah, I love Bogarts, and I always have been a fan Um, I'm so glad to see that he's doing well. He gets on base. He is, like I said with Kirk, just an absolute pure hitter. And he doesn't need to sell out for power. He doesn't need to lower his batting average to hit a few more home runs. He brings so much value to this Red Sox lineup with what he's doing right now. I agree he should be a starter. Another Toronto Blue Jay makes the list. George Springer, 250, 330, 4.74, 4.74, 124, WRC+, 17 home runs, 42 RBIs. When they originally signed him, I was worried. He struggled with the injuries his first season. Not really sure how, what I would think he would be in terms of production. Um, he's not old, but he's not young. I think he's 32, 31, 32 years old. Um, he's looked great th- this season. I would love to see him just a little bit higher average um but he's drawn some walks and um, when he's at the top of the lineup there it's a real i guess difference maker for the blue jays i love george springer i know as a yankees fan you might not be the biggest fan but what do you what do you think of springer
0: Well, with Springer this year, like you said, he struggled with the injuries. This is really his first full year in Toronto where he's been able to play a decent amount of games, hit 22 runs. I mean, the dude matches. You know, I have nothing against George Springer. Um, At first, when this voting process started and he was selected to be in that final vote for a starter, I think he's had a better year than John Carlos Stanton. I think he should be in the starting outfield if that was a vote right there. But when it first came out and Kyle Tucker – wasn't on here i was upset because kyle tucker has been one of the best outfitters in baseball this year wasn't even on there same thing with a guy like byron buxton so i think springer's been great this year um and like you said him at the top of the order has been awesome 22 bombs this year and he is a real difference figure he's great on the defensive side of the ball as well you see him making diving plays a the time he's one of the funnest dudes in baseball to watch so george springer he's a reserve I dig him, even though, like, you know, Astros stuff, but whatever. I don't want to get into that shit right now. Uh, J.D. Martinez just made this roster because of the Jordan Alvarez injury at designated hitter. Slashing 304, 370, 44, 139 WRC plus nine home runs and 51 RBI. He's got the same WRC plus as Andrew Bogarts. This is another guy that just mashes. And it was really unfortunate for him that he didn't make this roster initially because he's dealing with Yordan and Shohei. And when it's those two guys, you're just not going to make the roster. But because of the Yordan injury, he's here. Uh, Another one of the best spear hitters in baseball. I love watching this guy hit. And that, you know, two, three, four tandem of Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez is just so electric to watch.
1: When is he gonna fall off? I mean, he is up there in age, and I I just don't know if it's ever gonna happen. Every year, I'm kind of wondering about if if it's gonna tick down. I avoid him in fantasy, those those type of things, you know. But once again, another player who proves me wrong. I love to watch this guy swing the bat.
0: Yeah, he's awesome, and you know that's like I said, part of this core. They just mash, and they he's kept them in playoff contention. That three-headed monster that they have over there in Boston has been great to see. So. Let's move to the starting pitchers. And this is the guy that I think should start the All Star game for the American League, but I don't know if he will just because there's another veteran down in Houston also having a great year that might start the game. So Shane McClanahan, one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. I think he's probably asserted himself as a top five pitcher in the game this year 10 and 3 with a 1.71 ERA. He's got a 2.40 Fib. His 147 strikeouts leads the league. He's got an, and he strikes out 11.95 hitters per nine innings. This dude's sick and legit every day on a betting card. If Shane McClanahan's pitching, you put all your money on the race and don't even worry about it because this guy just shoves. And I hate watching him pitch against my favorite team because he is electric. Yeah,
1: I I am surprised that he has been this good. I knew he would be like, you know i knew he'd be a top tier pitcher but he, i did not expect him to be 171 era 11.95 k per nine um i i just don't know if there's a better pitcher right now in the american league east of i mean i guess you the entire al really i mean it's an argument that can be had anytime you're in the, the discussion that's where you want to be
0: Yeah, I mean, it's either him or the next guy that I'm going to talk about. It's, you know, I wrote an article actually a couple weeks ago after this matchup happened where Mr. Garrett Cole, who we're going to talk about, went seven hitless against the Tampa Bay Rays, and it was a crazy matchup. And basically in this article, I wrote that, yeah, this is going to be the next great matchup for the next five years because you have the ace dominant $324 million man in Garrett Cole and the young gun in Shane McClanahan who just straight up shoves, man. But Garrett Cole not having an incredible season to his standards. He's 9 and 2, 3.05 ERA, 3.40 FIP. He's got 135 strikeouts. He strikes out 11.35 hitters per nine. He's been great over his last seven starts. He finally got over the Red Sox thing today, which was cool. He went 7 7 innings of two-run ball, which was great to see. Rafael Devers did not own him today like he did last week, which was fun. But, you know, yet again, this is one of the best pitchers in baseball and he should be here every single year because of the money he's making and he's been shelving over the past two months.
1: Yeah. His numbers are a bit inflated due to a couple of blow up outings. Um, nothing to worry about with Garrett Cole, top notch pitcher, man. You, every time I see Garrett Cole, I just keep thinking about, man, that guy was a pirate and it just always cracks me up, man. That guy was a pirate, but um, moving on from Garrett Cole to one of the, JB's favorite baseball players, Nestor Cortez, another New York Yankee, 7-3, and 3, 2.63 ERA, 3.56 FIP, 99 strikeouts, 9.31 Ks per nine. I love to watch Nestor pitch. This guy has the weird windups. He has the delayed deliveries, the nasty movement. Um, there's just something about Cortez that's just so much damn fun to watch not as sharp recently a little bit worried about that um still a great pitcher his last outing was good had a couple before that where it just wasn't the same Nestor Cortez that we saw in the beginning of the year however that does not mean he does not deserve the all-star game glad to see him in here
0: yeah, he was, the ERA, he was the ERA leader for the first month and a half, which was crazy. It was him and Clanahan like we talked about earlier, really just duking it out at the top of that list, which was crazy. And I kind of figured that we would see a little bit of a tail off with Nestor. This is a guy that's never thrown 180 innings in a, in a season, you know, like an ace would. But he's been awesome this season. He pitched well against your Reds the other night, but, you know reds one yeah. so that was fun um but Go yeah three Nestor, the reds one yeah all right man i was gonna i was gonna ask you that at the end of the episode just so you could get it in a little bit uh, <laughs> but nester's been great this year he's such a great story we had him on the just baseball show Bronxy the turtle great story i absolutely love nester and that's another one of my mustache twits Yankees love the mustache this is another one of my mustache toys. So that's awesome. Let's move on to the last starter that the AL East is bringing Mr. Alec Benoa 10 and four, 2.28 ERA, 3.33 FIP, 103 strikeouts only striking out eight hitters per nine innings. Another one of my favorite guys in baseball to watch was decent last year, got injured, didn't throw as much as he should have. This year he's been shoving and he's been awesome. As we've seen this Kevin Gosman tail off because he loves to have one great half and one bad half. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa has been consistent in this rotation and has kept them in this playoff contention because their starting pitching has been dreadful.
1: Yeah. Another Blue Jay on the list, but this guy has really stepped up big due to the fact that the players around him are struggling. You can always count on Alec Manoa, um, that 2.28 ERA. FIP, and he's not striking out every single person to keep him in these games. He's pitching effectively. He has good movement, and um, he's not allowing too, too much hard contact, a little bit here and there. Um, I I, I just love to watch this guy pitch. This list of pitchers, in terms of just watchability, is so high. And I know that anytime you look at an All-Star game, you can say, well, yeah, obviously it's going to be easy to watch these guys. But these guys are entertaining for their own way um Manoa is just so much fun
0: yeah it's a nice mix you know you have Nestor who's the fun story with the quirky windup. you got the rich guy in Garrett Cole you got the two young guns with McClanahan and Manoa so it is so fun with these starters and I'm so pumped for this game just because so many of these AL East guys so many of my Yankees are going to play in this game which is exciting um but we have relievers there there was one now there's two because of the inclusion with Jordan Romano but I want to talk about Clay Holmes first Clay Holmes who is rocking a 0.45 ERA until a blow up against your Reds this week, unfortunately, but he's been awesome this year. He's been one of the best closers in baseball, easily top three. If you want to talk about Diaz and Hader as well, but Clay Holmes this year, he's four and one. He's got a 1.31 ERA, 16 saves, 44 strikeouts. He's got a 1.99 FIP and he's striking out nine and a half guys per nine innings he's been awesome this year he's really taken over this role as the closer after a as Chapman just continues to blow up and we have no idea what's going on with that guy but Clay Holmes that turbo sinker is disgusting he's so fun to watch man and I'm so glad that he has transformed into one of the best relievers of baseball for this team
1: yeah I mean I I think you covered it all there I don't even have anything to add he has just been absolutely phenomenal um, the last player on the list is Jordan R- Romano, the closer. Once again, another Blue Jay. 3-2, and 2.73 ERA, 3.41 FIP, 19 saves, 31 strikeouts. That's a 10.09 K per nine. Romano has not been perfect. Um, he gets the job done, but sometimes it's ugly. And then other times he just dominates. However, I'm, a, I'm still a little bit on the edge with him because I really liked him last year. And I thought, oh, man. And he has that cool kind of funky windup that's kind of, if I was a hitter, I would call it annoying. Um, however, I, I'm just not entirely sold yet. And I know the numbers show that I should be. I know that he's an all-star. I, I'm just a little bit on edge to completely buy into Jordan Romano.
0: So my thing with Jordan Romano is last year, mustache Jordan Romano, top one scariest pitchers you want to face. Yeah. I don't know why, but ever since he grew the beard back out, I just kind of he kind of lost his juice a little bit. But like mustache, hair flowing out the back of the hat, Jordan Romano was the scariest pitcher that I've that I saw last year. He was scary, man, and I feel like every time he come in, dominate. Hasn't been as great this year. Still been great. I think he deserves this spot. He should be in the all-star game. He's filling in. Um, but, you know, Jordan Romano, he's effective. He's he's probably the one reliever in a struggling Toronto bullpen that you can actually rely on because they've been bad and they're going to make pickups at the deadline yeah. for sure. I actually do have one more guy. I forgot to put it in the notes. It's the Baltimore Orioles. The hottest team in baseball, Baltimore Orioles. They have a representative. I think they should have more, but... They have Jorge Lopez, they're sending him out to L.A. this week. He's got a 1.62 ERA, a 2.97 FIP, striking out guys at a 28% of the time, man. And this is, I'm so glad that they're bringing a reliever from the Orioles because the story with the Orioles should be their bullpen. I know it's fun to watch Adley and Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins and all those guys rake, but this bullpen has really carried them, man.
1: Yeah. And another name in there is like F- Felix Batista has been incredible for them. Um, C&L Perez has been awesome for them. They're kind of getting pieced together bullpen from a lot of guys you haven't heard of who are just performing so well. Jorge Lopez, maybe one of, if not the best story on this list, was a starter for Baltimore for a few years and was pretty terrible. The end of last year, they moved him to the bullpen. Tiny sample size was really damn good. And I remember I was listening to a Baltimore Orioles podcast, and they mentioned him as, man, they need to bring him back instead of non-tendering him, which was a discussion, and just see if he can find a role in the bullpen. Just see if it happens. We don't know what it is yet. Next thing you know, he's in the all-star game. He's been absolutely incredible. Um, just, Just such a good story.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad that you know I'm I'm, I'm Orioles fans would have had my head because I'm friends with a bunch of Orioles fans. If I didn't if I didn't put his name in there, I might have died. So that's been the episode. I'm really excited to watch this game on Tuesday night, Clay. I'm going to let you get your licks in about these Cincinnati Reds beating my Yankees.
1: I went on a Yankees podcast the weekend before, and the guy said, "You know what? Do you, he he proposed the question as." being a Yankees fan. And he did not mean this in an offensive way. Like, what is it like to like have losing season after losing season over and over? Like we have literally not experienced that. It was a fair question. And uh, I answered it kind of like, I mean, it sucks. Let's be honest. And then the Yankees. And I said, if the Reds can get one win, that's great. Just let the young youngsters go and experience Yankee stadium, experience the bleacher creatures, get it all out of your system and the Reds go in there three phenomenal games. That was probably the best series I've watched all year from, from the Reds. And the Reds come out um, winning two games, a little late-inning magic, extra innings. It, it had a little bit of everything. So, yeah, it, it was a happy moment in a season full of sadness for Reds fans.
0: Yeah, and the craziest thing is in the Just Baseball chat, I was sending in Reds money line as a joke every single day, and I never put a dime on it. And I probably could have made a lot of money this week if yeah, I really did. And wasn't just joking around. So. That has been another edition of the ALE State of the Division. Guys, if you're seeing this on YouTube, do not forget to subscribe, throw us a like, drop a comment, let us know down below. Do all these guys deserve their roster spots? Because like we talked about earlier, some of them don't. And if you're seeing us on, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please drop us a rating. And we will see you guys next week.